Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. When people were asked about their cooking skills on a scale from 1 to 10, the average person says they're about a 6.8. All right. I'd probably put myself in there. Yeah, middle of the road. 7 for women, 6.5 for men. I uh, I would say I'm probably about a f- maybe a 6 indoors, mm. uh, but more like an 8 outdoors. You kill it on the grill? Uh, I do pretty good on the barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably the opposite to that because I just don't do a lot of grilling. Mm. Uh, but I just, I, I love the process of cooking. I probably have uh, gotten more confident in my ability to cook. I don't know that my my food has gotten much better or tastier <laughs> or, but then maybe it's always tastier when somebody else cooks it. Right. I yes. find, you know. Or cleans up afterwards. Yeah. Uh, now, there's all sorts of things we do in the kitchen um, when we're cooking, and some of those things are questionable. Uh, do you eyeball your measurements, your spices, or do you use a measuring cup? Uh, I would eyeball yeah. unless I'm following a specific recipe. And then you're to the to the nub. I try to do to the nub, yeah. I um, Yeah, when I was uh, younger and more uh, kind of a novice cook, I would always follow every single direction to the... Uh, and and I and Maria would get so mad at me because it would say a pinch of saffron, and I'd go buy a twelve dollar bag of saffron <laughs> for a pinch. Uh, so then I'd start to look for alternatives to saffron or just not use it at all. And what I would say a mistake many people make is that they would stick to like the one spice that they like, mm. and that's it, mm-hmm. right? You know, like you find. Mrs. Dash, and all of a sudden, that's in everything you're <laughs> right, cooking, right. right? Like, okay, this is why breakfast tastes the same as dinner. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, many of us uh, don't usually follow a recipe, and, and I think that's fine. You know, I think Ted Reader would even say that. You know, you don't have to, you can do whatever. There's no rules. Right. I mean, there's certain things, okay, that you probably wouldn't mix together, but... You know, you look through your fridge. I've gotten a lot better at that, at looking through my fridge and pantry and just going... I think olives would work in this or, you know, whatever the case may be, right? Uh, this is a bad one. And I, I, I want to say I don't think I have, but maybe I have. Uh, uh, many of us have used a spoon to taste something and they kept using it in the mix. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Especially when you're just feeding your own family. Yeah, when you're feeding your own family, that's fine. Uh, or we use the spoon we use to taste is the same one we use to, like, spoon it out. Serve it out, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, many rinse uh, chicken in the sink, which it is said isn't necessary and actually is less sanitary. Now, I don't know about that. I, I believe you have to wash uh, meat before you cook it. I won't necessarily wash uh, steak or rinse it, but I will always wash chicken prior, oh, really? to, prior to cooking it. And then I just scrub the sink down with hot water and soap. Uh, no, I don't wash it. You don't wash it at all, eh? No. Well, I mean, it's it, for me, it's going on to a... 500 degree barbecue right 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 afterwards i will wash down the counter that i used to to prepare it yeah that's about it that's the pain in the arse of cooking chicken right you know it's like okay i got it on the cutting board i know i've got to wash that cutting board immediately after i've moved it to the platter i get i touched it with this left hand so i can't right. touch the sink with the left hand well i think much like we've learned about other communicable viruses mm-hmm. <laughs> you know some people just uh, are less enthused about taking the precautions yeah some don't rinse fruits and vegetables that's bad right you gotta clean those bad boys especially if you're eating them raw 
Mm. Like, who wouldn't, if you bought grapes, who wouldn't run them through the, the skimmer before you stick them in your pie uh, hole? Well, I, I guess if you, if you get the ones that are in the bag that kind of look like they're already pre-washed or prepared. So you'd eat them without rinsing them? I didn't say I would. I'm just just asking. I'm just saying some people. (laughs) Can't defend that. That's just wrong. I'm pretty lazy. I'd I'd probably be guilty of popping one in my mouth before I wash it. Many have cooked a full meal while drunk or on drugs. Guilty. Guilty. If not drunk, I don't know that I've been drunk, but I certainly have a buzz. Right, yeah. You know. It's part of the joy of cooking. Yeah, well, that's part, and for me, being the grill guy at the cottage, that's sometimes the real issue, mm-hmm. right? Like you have everyone over, you know, yeah, everyone, you know, say bring up a steak on the guys' weekend, mm-hmm. and you know, it's like nine o'clock on a Saturday night, and I'm twelve in, <laughs> <laughs> trying not yeah. to destroy a forty dollar piece of meat. <laughs> The good news is, though, no matter how you cook it, when you're drunk enough, oh, it yeah. still tastes good. Tastes amazing. <laughs> uh, using the same cutting board for raw meat and then vegetables. Right. That's a no-no. Um, burning things on purpose because we like the taste. That's odd. Uh, yeah, again, I get a little char on some things mm-hmm. is okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know about burning it, though. And, of course, the one we all, I think at some point... Have uh, done the five second rule? Yes. Um, Sometimes extended to more than five. Oh yeah. Now I'm I'm very guilty of like say I'm eating b- chips daily and I drop one on the floor. I'll pick it up and shove it again in my pie yeah. hole. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I gotta beat f- the dog to it, but yeah. <laughs> right. I'm a little more leery. I think like I do the look around, make sure nobody's watching me. But I'm a little more leery of say if I'm chopping up mm, tomatoes or something and one falls, then I'll pick it up and throw it back in the bowl. Especially if it's going like in a salad or something. Right. You know, okay, if it's going in the oven, it's going to get cooked or I'll give it a little rinse under the sink and then throw it back in. Yeah. But I, I yeah. Or if it lands anywhere near, now I'm a, I, you know, me, you know me in the summertime, I bare feet all the time. So if it lands anywhere near my foot. I think mm, I shouldn't be eating that now. <laughs> Even though you've been walking all around anyway. Oh, yeah, but it's, it doesn't, if it like lands up near my toes, I say I'm not going to force that on anybody. When people are busted for drugs, they uh, they have a tendency to uh, blame someone else. Yeah. Right. It's the go-to. It wasn't me. It was him. It's not my stuff. That's right. It's not my car. I don't know how that ended up there. Uh, a dude was arrested for drugs recently when the police discovered a small bag of cocaine on him. But they found it between his butt cheeks. <laughs> the police asked him about it. <laughs> and he, uh, he played dumb. Claiming, oh, really? Claiming that the bag must have been put there by somebody else. Which is... I, I, I've known this to happen. It, it's happened to me. I don't know how that coke got there. <laughs> I was just walking down the street. Uh-huh. out of my own business. The police were responding to a disturbance outside of a bar, and they found him hiding in a bathroom where he was definitely not shoving coke up his butt. Right. It's unclear what charges he's facing, but this dude does have a rap sheet. He was previously arrested five years ago after getting into a fight with two men, knocked both of them out with a single punch each, and at that time, he had 51 previous convictions, including eight assaults. So I'm going to suggest a dude who can knock out two guys with one punch each isn't allowing anybody to (laughs) shove coke up his butt. <laughs> I mean, it's happened to me because I'm a wimpy guy. Right. I'm going to shove this coke up your butt. Okay. 
<laughs> Whatever you say, sir. I'll hold the stuff. <laughs> you want me to bend over? Make it easier for you? So there's a little tip for today, kids. Okay. The next time the cops find you with Coke rammed up your arse. <laughs> Tell him your mom put it there. I'm a human puppet. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, that Coke never ends good. No. <laughs> no. Nothing. nothing, nothing. <laughs> Nobody ever got started down that road and at the end said, well, look, look at the life it gave me. <laughs> I have all this because of cocaine. In the, uh, the dead of summer, thick of the heat, um, being a, an employee at an ice cream shop is a, uh, a high-pressure situation. And you see families, they're all hunkering in front of the, uh, the counter, staring at all the different flavors, trying to figure out what they want. And they're eager for their ice cream cone. Uh-huh. You know, there's a lot of decisions to be made. You want one scoop or two. And then, of course, they really catch up with the, uh, what kind of cone do you want? Uh-huh. And uh, most people, by far, say the old-fashioned cone. You? The cake cone, as it's known. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, then some want the uh, waffle cone and then a sugar cone. But many pass up all the cones and just go for it in a cup. Right. Depends on the situation for me. I I, I do enjoy a cone. I'd be the sugar cone if I'm going for it. Yeah, I like the old school fashion. Yeah? Yeah, I don't like... Uh, there's something about the flavor of the sugar cone and the waffle cones I don't quite like. Hmm. It all depends, too, uh, how much I'm spending on this ice cream and if we're, if we're buying four uh, cones because that ends up running as $70. <laughs> and I could buy a, a truckload of ice cream at my local No Frills for the same amount of money. The markup on ice cream is, uh, is a tad high. It is something to have someone scoop it for you. We uh, when we moved to to, uh, to seat, there was a really cute little ice cream place down by the lake. So it became a novelty when family came down. We'd have a barbecue, we'd have dinner, and then in the evening we'd all waltz down. And, of course, I, I, as the host of the house, would buy everybody a cone. And I swear, you know, there could be like half a dozen or more of us, and it would cost me close to 100 bucks. you know, by the time it was all said and done. Oh, my goodness, yeah. And we did that a few times, and I said, well, that's not happening ever again. Yeah, that, I think, and you don't see as many of them anymore. Really kind of changed around with, like, Baskin-Robbins, mm. right? You know, then they opened up with, like, there's 31 flavors. Yeah. You know, you'd go around and you'd get the sampler spoon just so you felt like you were getting your money's worth mm-hmm. <laughs> out of picking your cone. And you always went back to whatever it was that you wanted when you walked in anyway. I wonder what, uh, I wonder if employees at an ice cream shop feel the same way as wait staff do. When someone comes in and says, oh, what do you got on tap? And they rhyme through it all, and then you just say a Bud Light. Right. I wonder if they rhyme through all the flavors, and you go, ah, just give me a chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> Vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, for with the kids, I mean, it was always, I'd always try to get them to have it in a cup, because I knew that if it was on a cone, it was going to end up on the floor. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to survive. Cup tends to be a little more shareable yeah. as well. Yeah. Right, when they don't finish it. And, and... and you know, there is something, you know, to be said for the fact that, they, you know, they are charging, you know, five bucks for a scoop of ice cream now. It's a big scoop. Yeah. Right. Uh, we, that was the, the big thing at the, at the cottage is, you know, you go to the marina and you get an ice cream there. Mm. They have the Kawartha Dairy stuff. Mm-hmm. We had Josh, who was a driver for Kawartha Dairy, he used to come and bring us some yep. every now and then. Yep. Haven't seen you in a while, Josh. <laughs> um, but Can anyway. be more obvious. Right. 
<laughs> well, the problem I have too is that they like I love their quartetary, but they have a, a, a flavor of called Muskoka Mocha, mm. which is great, like that coffee ice cream. But they don't make it in in like pints, so you have to get it from like a, a store, right? And you have to get it as a scoop, and, and it's fantastic. But boy, when you know some of them when they lob this on there, you pay five bucks and they're giving you like a a softball mm-hmm. on top of a cone, which is almost a little more than what I need. Um, and and the problem for we that we have now is you go to the marina, it costs you 30, 40 bucks in gas to get there, and you're paying 40 bucks in ice cream once you're there, too. Right. <laughs> this this cool-off treat is getting really expensive. There's a comedian named Nick Griffin who had a great comment about ice cream. And when you're a kid, it's a joyful moment that you eat with your friends and you're out there and just loving life. And when you're an adult eating ice cream, it's usually in the dark <laughs> and you're in misery. <laughs> you're eating your feelings and you don't want anybody point. to see you eating ice cream. <laughs> it is one of those odd foods. If someone catches you eating ice cream alone, it's a, it's a strange thing. Are you a lick from the bottom up or a start from the top down guy? Uh... Well, I think you initially have to kind of go bottom first just yeah. to clear it off, right? Yeah, yeah just so it doesn't start. You got to get it, you know, started in that circular. Yeah. And then uh, I, every now and then I'll, I'll sneak a bite in there too. Well, it's a real talent. If you, if you can get that cone down, you. I mean, our kids always struggle with it. But if, even as an adult, if I can get it in my gullet without half of it down my arm and on my shirt, it's a good day. <laughs> yeah, I do love the ice cream. Uh, there is a new uh, product out. Uh, if you're trying to lose weight, and I guess the diet and exercise isn't working, well, you could just do this. You could just lock your mouth shut using magnets. Right. Something, what? It's called Dental Slim, and it just came out. People are comparing it to a medieval torture device. goes on the top and bottom molars and only lets you open your mouth two millimeters. So you're forced to stick to a liquid diet. <laughs> Comes with a key that lets you open it up if there's an emergency. Could you imagine if you lost that key? Duct tape in a hole would do the same thing, wouldn't it? Yeah. They say it's basically like having your jaw wired shut. Oh my goodness. And it was that was actually a weight loss technique they used in the seventies. Uh the dental uh, the dental slim does appear to make you lose weight, at least in the short term. Except for when that bad boy comes off. Yeah. <laughs> Seven people who were obese volunteered to test it out, and on average, they lost 14 pounds in two weeks, so a pound a day. Wow. With your dental slim. <laughs> no, no, thank you. No. <laughs> yeah. how, how are you doing? How's that weight loss going? <laughs> people were asked to name the things they had to pretend to know about so they didn't look stupid. And car repairs is the number one thing. Like when you're talking to your mechanic and he's explaining to you what's wrong. Right. And you're trying to act like you understand. Yes. And then you go home and your wife says to you, well, what was wrong with the car? And you say, well, I don't know, the thing and the thing that make the whatchamacallit work. The Johnson rod. It's broken. Right. We need a new one of those. It's the number one thing we try to pretend that we know about. (laughs) And I don't know why we do. I, I mean, I will be honest with anybody and everybody that is doing something for me, be it taxes or financial planning, mechanics, whatever it is. And I'll just say, look, I I hired you because I have no idea. Right. You know, whatever you would do for you, do for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I very much think that with with financial planners or investors. Yeah. Right. Like we, and when you think about it too, you're you're handing over like everything that you've scrimped and saved. Mm -hmm. Say, please, Mr. Madoff. Yeah. (laughs) You seem to be doing good at this. Can I have treat me well too of what you got? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, well, tonight at 7 o'clock, we have a, a Zoom call with our financial planner. That'll go well. Right. Yeah. So, what are your plans? What are you thinking? <laughs> I'm thinking a lot of things. I'm just not putting any plans in the... Uh, into gear. See how many things on that bucket list you can cross off. And then the uh, Zoom call will end, and I'll look over the lovely Maria, and she'll look at me like, how did we get ourselves into this mess? And then uh, we'll have a big, nice, healthy <laughs> debate about that. <laughs> and then we'll go to bed. Right. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we pretend to know, uh, so we don't look stupid, about uh, the latest gadgets or tech. Again, tax knowledge. Parenting. I don't think any of us really know what we're doing in that department. Cooking, politics, fitness, and nutrition. All things that we BS about. And home improvements. Right. You know, one of the... And, I, and, and if you're a general contractor listening right now, I got I to gotta call all of you out on something. All of you do something that drives us, the, uh, the, uh, the client, crazy. That is, if I have you in my home to do something or somebody's been in my home to do something, when you, the next guy, come into my home to do something, don't stare at what the other guy did and say it's wrong. Right. They all do that. (laughs) And it makes me feel like a complete idiot because I feel now like I hired a guy who doesn't know what he's doing. Then I go back to the original guy, and I go, he says this, that, or the other thing. Oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's fine. Right. I know it's all ego-driven, and it's male, and it's testosterone. And I think in that business... Everybody looks at the other guy and thinks he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, well, whether or not it's don't know, because there is an artistic side to it as well, right? right? Like right. you can do a bunch of different jobs differently. Right? Yeah. Everyone will, will will see it a different way as to how it should have been done. Right. Right. Oh, I wouldn't have done it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, he lied to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to hold. <laughs> You're going to have to redo that next year. This isn't level. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's so embarrassing because it makes me feel like a naive idiot. Right. Which I know I am. (laughs) I just don't need you pointing it out to me. If I was in charge of anything, if I could make laws and rules, snakes would be forbidden. You couldn't own a snake as a pet. Oh, all right. Leave them out there in the wilds. Let them do their thing. But they can't be in a cage in a fish tank in your basement. You know me. I'm not a big fan uh, of them as as pets mm-hmm. or out and about. I I don't mind them in a in a tank in mm-hmm. a like a a zoo setting. Yep. Or a reptile zoo, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I've got no real need for the snake other than that. No. And here's a perfect example. And by the way, if you own a snake, we've done some rock your blocks and homes with snakes. Oh, listen, we've had long conversations. Still with you have about the nightmares. It. Yeah, you're not turning us around. So, Remember that one house had a like a rescue snake named Assassin, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that seems like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adopting a snake with an attitude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> named Assassin. Yeah. No, you're not. You're not convincing me. You can send me all. It's like people who had the pit bulls, right? With the pit bull man there. Right. Do we still have that pit bull man in Ontario. Is that it's still a thing? Yeah, they did getting the yeah. f- pure pit bull they want out. Yeah. And you know, it was always the same thing. I remember being on the air talking about that way back in the day, and you get all these uh, emails or. Phone calls. Oh, yeah, well, not my pit bull. Yeah, your pit bull do. All of them. Snakes, pit bulls. I want nothing to do with them. You, you, can, you can talk to your blue in the face. Carry on. It's just my opinion. Anyhow. And it's the right opinion. Uh, and this guy would agree with me. 
He's in his apartment on Monday, and he sat down on the toilet, and then he felt a pinch. Oh. And then he looked down and realized a large snake had bitten him on his junk. <laughs> what do you What do you say? Come here. Yeah, you got to see this. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this snake. What I found in the toilet. No, I didn't leave it in the toilet. I found it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, his neighbor, big snake guy, has 11 of them. He thinks one got loose and made its way through the pipes of the building and came up through the guy's toilet just as he was sitting down. What do you mean he thinks one got loose? If he has 11 and there's only 10 left in his apartment, then one got loose. <laughs> Wasn't mine. Yeah. And was, there was one, uh, I think, in Durham somewhere. I want to say either Bowmanville or Port Perry. Something like that was, uh, there was a snake on a loose. Well, it was like albino uh, python. That's what this is. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. That seemed to be the problem snake. Native to Asia, it should stay there. They can grow up to 30 feet. Oh, my goodness. They're not poisonous. And luckily, this one, supposedly, is only five feet long. The guy who got bit was treated for minor injuries. So and no owners of them will tell you, like, oh, they're cuddly. They yeah. have a personality. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, 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 no. It, it wants to, like, choke you out. Yeah. But it was so cuddly. Put it in the crib with the baby. See how that goes overnight. And be wake up in the morning, big snake, no baby. Huh. Um, you want to live a longer life, Lucky? You want to add years to your life? Um, Would you like that? Well, it depends. <laughs> right? Like, if you tell me I'm checking out next week, then yeah, I'll take some more years. If you tell me I'm good till 95, 99, mm-hmm. well, ask me like a year before then. Am I still stuck in this situation? <laughs> not, I might still be working at 98. I'll take a pass. 15 more years of that. Well, all you got to do is lob the bad boys off. Castration Whoa. is the way to go. Well, you don't need them anymore anyhow, do you? <laughs> no, but that's the way to get more Supposedly, years? Supposedly, yeah. There's been some Those research. show you. Yeah. Uh, research done on male sheep. Do we have the same uh, DNA as male sheep? I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, that's why they were working on cloning sheep, Oh, right? I guess so, right, yeah. DNA of male sheep uh, that were castrated, and then they compared it to DNA of male sheep that were still intact, and they found the castration made their DNA age much more slowly. So the sheep that got castrated live in longer lives. But the, the sheep that still had their junk... They were out having a good time. You know, you look in the pen, the male sheep that have been castrated are just sitting there with a mopey look on their face. And the ones, the male sheep that are still intact, they're having cigarettes and drinks. They're playing poker with their friends. Could it just be they were making safer decisions as well? Maybe. You know. Like they get to the side of the road and think, I don't have any balls, so (laughs) I'm not going to cross that. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I don't know. Again, yeah, we get to a certain age. If you've, you know, had your children, you're not planning on having any more children. I don't yeah. know. What do you? Uh, you need to lop them off, though. Yeah. And do I want 19 more years of all of that? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, it's it's something to consider. Right. Next time you're in seeing Doctor Downer. <laughs> oh yeah, ask yeah. him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't want to slow up on the drinking or the bad eating or getting more exercise. But what if we just lobbed off my pills? Could you imagine if that's what they started recommending? Yeah. <laughs> you can't get a guy to to get like a test <laughs> to see if he's got cancer yeah. back there in the prostate yeah. uh, when he's like over 40. You think you're going to get people lobbing him off? You know when the doctor goes down and he grabs him and tells you to cough? What if in the middle of that he looks up at you and he says, how, how attached are you to these? <laughs> if he starts grabbing, he's got a scalpel in the other hand. Look the other way. Cough! <laughs> rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.